You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Welcome to step three of my seven steps for new real estate investors. I'm Kathy Fedke and welcome to The Real Well Show. We are going back to the basics here. And in the first two steps, in the last episode, we talked about really understanding what you want to get out of your real estate. Maybe it's to build a future retirement. Maybe it's to retire today with cash flow or just to create income today. Or maybe you want massive tax breaks because you're already making so much money or you have so much money, you just want it to be somewhere safe. So really understanding what your real estate portfolio is supposed to do for you is the first step. The second step is getting clear about where you are, because if you don't really understand your starting point, it's hard to reach that goal. It's kind of like saying you're going to go to Phoenix, but if you don't really know where you are today, it's going to be kind of hard to get there. And third, and what we'll be talking about today, once you figure out where you're headed and why and where your starting point is, then it's time to take action. And step three is really understanding how you're going to finance your plans. Leverage is what makes real estate the number one wealth accelerator. Because when you finance a property, it's your tenants who pay off that loan for you. So it's the ultimate use of leverage. Your ROI, the return on investment, is higher because you get to buy the entire asset with just a small down payment. But you get to own the whole asset and take all the write-offs for it, take all the appreciation and all the cash flow, when maybe all you did was put 20% down. And if it's a primary residence, maybe just 3% down. So many people are surprised to find they qualify for more financing than they thought they would. And that's because there's so many good loan programs out there that are really only available in the United States. So it's really important to understand what kind of financing is available for you and your situation. Now, if you followed step two, you would understand your personal credit and how much you can qualify for. And if you don't have great credit, that is okay because there are plenty of credit repair companies. As a member of Real Wealth Network, you can get a list of those credit repair companies that don't hurt your credit. They actually improve it. There's credit consolidation companies that actually do hurt your credit. So if you're trying to improve your credit, make sure you use a good credit repair company. All right. So back to leverage. When buying investment property, most lenders include the rental income when determining the borrower's income. So that's great news. If you don't feel like you make enough money to qualify for a property, you get to count the rental income or at least a portion of it as part of your income. Now, some lenders may not count the income from your first property that you purchase because they want to see that you have experience as a landlord, but you just need to talk to a lender to find out. And if that's the case, then buy a really small rental property first so that you can begin counting that rental income and showing that you have landlord experience. The investment properties that I recommend starting out are usually around $100,000, less than $150,000. There's lots of places in the U.S. where that's actually the average home price, maybe slightly less. So don't think that you're buying in a low-income area just because a property is $100,000. Again, in some markets, that's considered the average home price. But think about it. If you're getting a loan on a $100,000 property, that's just $20,000 down, and that's just an $80,000 loan. I mean, for some people, it's easier to qualify for that home than it is to qualify for a car. Because the payment on an $80,000 loan is, I don't know, four or $500 a month. It's really not that much. So it's important to work with a lender who understands investing and also understands the various markets in the U.S. 
And again, we have a list of those resources for our members at Real Wealth Network, and it's free to join. So you can do that at realwealthnetwork.com. And again, those lenders may be able to help you determine whether your credit is good or not and how you can fix it. Again, as I said earlier, great credit is vital if you want to get conventional financing. Now, lenders are also looking for reserve funds. They want to see that borrowers have at least six months reserves per property, PITI, which is principal interest taxes and insurance. So on a $100,000 property, that would be about $5,600 set aside in a bank account. That is what a lender is probably going to want to see. And that's what we would want to see because you really do need to have those reserves because vacancies do happen and tenants leave and usually things need to be fixed things that won't necessarily come out of their deposit because it's just normal wear and tear on a home, like maybe make ready costs for painting or replacing carpets or whatever would be normal tenant wear and tear. So you need to have those reserves in place to be comfortable investing anyway. It's also helpful to have money in retirement funds, savings, and stocks. And keep in mind that lenders will only count about 75% of these funds as reserves. And lenders will be looking very carefully at your debt-to-income ratios. They want to know how much discretionary income is left after you pay all your bills. And the banks have been pretty tight on those debt-to-income ratios, so be sure to ask your mortgage broker if it would make sense for you to pay off some debts before trying to qualify for a loan. And lastly, lenders want to see a two-year job history with a U.S. corporation. So it's okay to have changed jobs in the last two years, but as long as it's the same line of work, then it's okay. But if you do change the type of work you're doing, or you switch from a W-2 employee to a contractor or vice versa, this can actually adversely affect your ability to qualify. But when you have those things in place, it's important to understand that banks will lend up to 80% of the home's value on investment property, and they'll give you up to 10 loans. And the rates are pretty low today. In fact, they're really low. You can probably lock in 10 loans under 5% on investment property, and that really dramatically increases your cash flow. I mean, imagine if you were starting a new business and you went into a bank and tried to get a business loan, or you tried to get an investment banker to give you money, or you just tried to borrow money from family or friends for a new business. It's really hard to get that money because most businesses fail in the first five years. It's a pretty high percentage of new businesses that fail. But you could pretty easily walk into any bank if you have that two-year job history and you've got the six months reserve set aside and you've got your debt to income ratios low, you can pretty much walk into any bank and get a loan on real estate because they secure that loan against the real estate. If you don't pay the loan, they take your property. So that tells you that banks are pretty comfortable lending their money on real estate because it is such a solid investment and because there's collateral. So that should give you some confidence if you're new to real estate investing to know that banks are comfortable with it more so than investing in business. And yet so many people still choose to invest in the stock market. Obviously, there's been a big run up there. But what's interesting is there really is no collateral. You're just investing in the business and hoping that those managers are managing things properly. When you invest in your own real estate, you get to be the manager, you get to be in control, and you get to reap the rewards of your results. And that's what's so exciting about real estate. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. We'll go over the next step for real estate investors on the next podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.